This message comes from NPR sponsor Sony Pictures Classics presenting Run, Lolo, Run. The groundbreaking, high-octane cinematic sensation has returned to theaters in magnificent 4K. Don't let Lola pass you by. Get tickets now at runlolorunfilm.com. Hello, hello. I'm Brittany Luce, and you're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR, a show about what's going on in culture and why it doesn't happen by accident. Maybe it's the end of the year or the fact that the sun has been setting earlier and earlier, but I've been reflecting on that phrase a lot lately. Why culture doesn't happen by accident. I say it every episode of this show, and the more I say it, the more I see it out in our world. I see it in the movies we watch, the stories we read, and the music we listen to. Where we come from has so much impact on what we say and do. And that simple idea is the core concept of an album you may have missed this year. Oh Me, Oh My by Lonnie Holly. It's an album about intergenerational healing, addressing wounds that have persisted from enslavement to the Jim Crow American South all the way to today. It's about gratitude for the love and even the pain we experience. And I think it's one of the best albums of the year. I wanted to play. I wanted to play. I wanted to play. I wanted to play. Lonnie Holly is a musician and a visual artist. His huge sculptures are melded from found objects, and he's shown his visual work in galleries and museums around the world. He turned 73 this year, and somehow, among all that, he found the time to make this album. We are always returning. The essence. The essence. The roots. We are the wonder. It's like nothing I've listened to before. And in it, he shares memories of growing up in Jim Crow, Alabama. I am grateful for as much as I can remember. A lot of that memory was eliminated through the different types of beating, being knocked out by grown people. Hmm. One would say, getting the hell beat out of you. I don't know what was the result of at four years old when the man, the old man, poked a poker eye into my brain. It was a time for me that was much, much worser than anyone could ever imagine. When Lonnie was four years old, a nurse stole him from his mother and traded him for a bottle of whiskey. While estranged from his family, later, he was hit by a car. I was considered brain dead at seven years old when I got hit by the car and drug up underneath that car for two and a half blocks. He was then sent to a juvenile detention center informally called Mount Megs. Journalists have since reported how it basically ran as a plantation. 
Children were subjected to beatings and sexually abused. And they were also forced to do farm labor from sunup till sundown. I have to look at things as zillions because the seeds of all the seeds that we planted while we were there was in the zillions. See, they didn't, they didn't give us a credit for what we'd done. They didn't say that we were the caretakers of zillions of seeds because if somebody had heard it like that, they would have calculated and said, wow, y'all had them damn children planting zillions of seeds and you ain't give them not now, not now, acre for themselves. At first, I thought that it was pure hatred that had been wrapped around me like an old quilt that's tearing to pieces because the threads are breaking. Mm. Finally, at 14 years old, Lonnie's grandmother was able to get him out of the facility and reunite Lonnie with his family, but not until after deep physical and mental trauma. I feel grateful that I can process thought. Hmm. And each and every second that I possibly can, I'm going to get up and I'm going to cheat on working it. I'm, I'm giving it exercise. Hmm. It's like my brain say to me in the morning, you can get up. Why are you laying now? Get up. Do something. You didn't learn to read and write, but you're learning to read and write. So do that. You know, there are some people who have had painful or difficult experiences who might be afraid of or resistant to cultivating gratitude for those experiences. What what would you say to those of us who might be afraid or resistant to that? I would like for them first to think of someone like Gandhi, right? Uh-huh. You could see a man in India with all those other humans around him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's sitting at a pile of sand. Instead of him cussing and fussing about every damn thing that has happened to him, he would prefer to take one grain of sand and move it from one heel of sand to the other. That kept him content. Sometimes the movement of material or studying those pieces of material as you move, mm-hmm. it relieves you from concentrating on those materials that's sitting around you. The earth is here for us, but how we use this mothership is left up to us. For the past 60 years, that's exactly what Lonnie Holly has done. He's taken the pieces from one pile and built another. His family used to go to the city landfill and collect dozens of gallons of trash and sell it to feed their family. Lonnie himself started collecting discarded objects and melding them together to form sculptures and paintings. Now he's taking his memories from his childhood and turning them into songs. Throughout our years of working, throughout all our years, we all been struggling. Today, let's journey through Lonnie's album, Oh Me, Oh My. Through his story in it, we're stretching across hundreds of years, thousands of miles, 
and into the healing arms of our loved ones. From the motherland to Alabama and down the Nile, sailing toward a better understanding of how to heal as we head into a new year. But healing, I want to tell you all. We are now but a little while. But a little while to get somewhere. We'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Here's a familiar situation. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Your album and the title track pivot around this phrase that you heard your mother saying when you were a little boy. Oh, me. Oh, my. Oh, me. Oh, my. And my grandmother. And your grandmother. What did oh, me. Oh, my mean to your mother and your grandmother? A a lot of times, oh, me. Oh, my brought them joy. And a lot of times when they said, oh, me. Oh, my, it was something hellified coming along. Oh, me, oh, my. What the hell come next? Hmm. I don't been through this over and over again. Oh, me, oh, my. What do I have to put up with now? It's interesting. You just shared, you shared with me how you said something very hellified could be coming down the way if you heard your mother or grandmother say, oh, me, oh, my. But also, wonderment. It reminds me of something that you sing. Now I understand why she says, oh me and oh my, in a graceful manner and a thankful way. That sounds like how you just said it. That's the way it's supposed to be said. When we see that we just got a plate full of food, we didn't even have a way of even thinking that that was going to be made possible. Hmm. But we get it. For some kind of way, the spirit touch somebody's heart and make them think about you. Hmm. And they bring you a box full of food. That's grace. Oh, me, oh, my, we're going to make it. And now I understand what she said. Oh, me. And oh, my. 
grateful manner, in a thankful way, every day that we have. It makes me think of another song that you have on the album, If We Get Lost, They Will Find Us, and you duet with the Malian vocalist Rokia Kone. And in Malian, she sings about lineage, what our familial pasts bring to our present, and how, you know, despite whatever conditions a person is given, you've got to work hard to make your life better. And you sing in English beside her saying, if we get lost, they will find us and we will find ourselves. I like the interplay in it, between the English and the Malian, and it, it just feels like we're reaching across across generations, across the diaspora, to heal where we come from so we can all move toward a whole mm. version of ourselves. It makes me think about Sankofa, you know, like in order to know where you're going. Yeah, African and African-American. Yes, yes, yes. You're tying the knot. You're tying the knot of reality. You steal my child. You steal my child. It ain't that long since my grandmama great-grandparents were slaves. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I understand. It ain't that long since my mama, great-grandparents were slaves down in Daveville, Alabama, Camp Hill, Alabama, all around there on them plantations that they had down there. It makes me think about the idea of intergenerational trauma, how the trauma that you experience or that your grandparents or great-grandparents experience gets passed down to you. And... It also makes me think, though, like if the bad experiences, the intergenerational trauma can be passed down. What about intergenerational healing? Like if you heal yourself, can you pass that down? And does that continue to multiply? You do believe that because I see you nodding your head. Yes. Is that what you're trying to do with this album and your art, trying to heal down the line? I base my life on what the physicians say. Physicians heal thyself. Heal thyself. Heal thyself. Comfort thyself. Chill thyself. Hmm. Be still and listen. Give yourself time to heal. Don't always jump up too quick and fly off at the handle. People need to feel better now. There's too many storms and hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes. Too many wars on this planet for us to always say we don't give a damn about humanity. We can always say, like Nita Simone say, goddamn Mississippi, or goddamn Alabama, or goddamn the condition that we was treated under at the period that we was treated under. But how do you pass that down? Like, how do you pass down your healing to the next generation? What are we doing now? What both of us have on? We have headphones on. Mm-hmm. The best way any of us going to get anything accomplished now is to listen. Find what to listen to. Mm-hmm. 
You know, in this album, you return to your mother and your grandmother over and over again. And the things that you shared with me about what happened at Mount Meg's, the abuses, all of the hurt, all of the pain, all of the hate that you described, it makes me think of something that you said about your mother and your grandmother in this one song called I Can't Hush. You sing, I remember looking at my mother and my grandmother and I wondered, why, why, why did they keep it all locked within their brains? All the stressful moments, all the abuses and abuses and abuses and the abuses and they said nothing. They just let them sink deep within. You conclude that as you've gotten older, You now know why. Yes, I do. They knew that the master would have taken them away from their children. Mm. They knew that they would have gotten beat worse than ever before if they had to say anything. If they had to openly protest it. But you have decided not to keep it all locked in. You're singing about it. You're telling... Their stories, you're telling your story. Why have you decided not to keep it all locked in? Why have you decided to let it out? Is I'm doing anything that hadn't been done before? Hadn't all the prophets all let it all out? Hmm. Hadn't all the disciples was letting it all out? Wasn't who we call Jesus letting it all out? We never had a chance to start it over. Once our life began, we had to live them on out. We had to live them on out. With or without friends. I don't know whether you ever heard a song say, Go and tell it over the mountain. What are we to go tell? If you don't have nothing to tell, what are you going to go over the mountain to do? Dr. King said, you will get to the mountaintop. You'll get there. But what are you going to do after you get there? To the valley of need. I need the black ropes of hope. I need the togetherness. Where we put our black hands together and act like a rope. No matter what conditions we have to face, we face them together. I know that there are some that is blind and cannot see, and there are some that cannot hear, but we still can feel and we have emotions. emotions. You talk about specifically about how passing down healing requires us to speak our stories, you know, so that the younger generation can learn from them, but also for us to listen to the past. It sounds like you're still thinking about the words that your elders shared with you when you were young. It just makes me think about what you said. No one gets to heaven by themselves. And it sounds like, based on our conversation, based on your music, that you have been very clear that you have not gotten to where you are by yourself. I just want to get to Africa, and I want to visit 
the Yoruba tribe that my grandmother and all of them, the lineage of that blood, I want to see where that come from. Hmm. I want to go on down the Nile. I don't know whether all this can happen in my lifetime, but if it happened in my spiritual time of being part of the universe, hmm. then I want to be able to do that. Can't you find well, Lonnie, thank you so, so. Oh, you giving me the thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. This was such a wonderful conversation. Thank you. That was Lonnie Holly. His 2023 album, one of the best of the year in my book, is called Oh Me, Oh My. And as we close out this year, I just want to take a moment to reflect on where we started. That culture doesn't happen by accident. The tagline of this show. Every song we listen to, every song that we love, is written from the notes and instruments that were passed down to us. It's one way for us to hear where we come from and listen to the love and pain of the past. I know as we head into a new year, I for one am committed to listening. And hopefully that brings us all a little healing. Greatness would come in the morning and kindness will follow you and dry them up down through the years. I'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill, FX is Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill, FX is Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Visit Myrtle Beach. Sun-drenched days, live music every night, and 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline, Myrtle Beach was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Combine that with the aroma of fresh seafood, southern classics, and local low-country cuisine from over 2,000 restaurants. You belong at the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how a new study aims to impact an underrepresented community. My greatest hope for the Voices of Black Women study is that it will help us understand and identify culturally tailored ways to change and really eliminate the unacceptable disparities for future generations of Black women as it relates to cancer. To learn more, go to voices.cancer.org. 
Hey, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Um, this is Annalisa from New York. My feeling about New Year's resolutions, uh, at least in the past, is that they have just kind of like set me up for failure. And I just I overload a lot. And then I feel like a total schlub by like, I don't know, like January 5th or 10th or just like immediately feel like I can't possibly accomplish all of these things. And one of the ways that I've divested myself from the habit of New Year's resolutions is I just decided that any day can be the start of a new year. So I don't know if you have any thoughts or feelings about whether it's important that these resolutions be tied specifically to January 1st. Well, Annalisa, thank you so, so much for calling in with this question. On one hand, I totally see what you're saying. Like New Year's resolutions present a lot of pressure and a lot of marketing. It's like everywhere you look, it's like, do you want to be a better friend? Do you want to be like a crafty person? Do you want to learn how to bench press 250 pounds? It's just like pressure coming at everybody from all angles. I more so lean toward New Year's intentions. They're less about having like a prescriptive list of things I must do and more like improved attitudes I would like to have some sort of like theme or vibe for the year like sometimes I'll choose just certain words that I want to think about like protection integrity I know that sounds very woo woo and very vague but honestly it's helped me to every single year take stock of the year that was and look forward to the year that I'm going into without completely losing my mind or beating up on myself And I will say, sometimes like resolution type ideas do come into my yearly intentions. Like this year, one of the things that I really want to do is be conversational, confidently conversational in Spanish by the end of the year. My husband is bilingual. He speaks Spanish and English. And I want to be able to communicate with him in a new way. And also, should we have a child in the future, I don't want them talking about me behind my back in another language. And so I've been going to a Spanish tutor for the past few weeks. I like what you kind of have propose Annalisa. But I think that's a beautiful approach that you can start over anew any time you want. But for those of you who do enjoy January 1st, I support you. I salute you. I also think that there is something kind of beautiful about the fact that we as human beings, however imperfectly, continue to try to be better for ourselves and for each other. So Annalisa, I hope you have a fabulous end of year and a beautiful new year whenever you decide to start it. And to the rest of you, have a great weekend. If you have a thought or question about pop culture, send us a voice memo at ibam at npr.org. That's I-B-A-M at npr.org. This episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Barton Girdwood, Alexis Williams, Liam McBain, Corey Antonio Rose. This episode was edited by Jessica Placek, Bilal Qureshi. Engineering support came from Quasi Lee. Our executive producer is Verilyn Williams. Our VP of programming is Yolanda Sanguini. All right, that's all for this episode of It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Brittany Luce. Talk soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Get the service you deserve. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear, it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.